everyone and welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I will be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share the show wherever you may be listening. It really does help us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Now, let's get into it. Hello, how is everyone doing? I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and are having a good week so far. If you haven't and you aren't, then that kind of sucks, but it will get better, trust me. This week is going to be a wee bit different. I am going to split this week's episode into two separate episodes. Today, I'm going to be talking about my visit to Bannockburn House. If you're not interested in that, then there will be a second episode up this week that is probably more your cup of tea, so just keep an eye out for that. I also wanted to give this place and the people I met their own episode because I think they deserve it. They work very hard, they're amazing at what they do. So I hope that I do you and the place justice. If you listened to our last episode, you would have heard me talk about history and horror tours. If you haven't, then I'm quickly just going to go back over it today. So History and Horror Tours are a tour company who focus more on the darker side of Scottish history. They have a few different types of tours, some are outdoor walking tours and others are indoor tours in various different locations around Scotland. The two tour guides are Gary and Lynn and they are just the sweetest, loveliest people you'll ever meet. Just good vibes from both of them so you are in very safe hands if you ever decide to take any of their tours. They also have volunteers to help them out and they are just as lovely. I will be linking all of their details and socials in the episode description so if you would like to purchase tickets or you just want to have a wee gander, you ever want to have a wee look, then that'll all be down there for you so please go and have a wee look. I would say though, if you are into the things that I talk about, which I'm going to assume that you are because you're listening, then I would really, really strongly urge you to go and have a look at their website and purchase some tickets. It's a lot different talking about this kind of stuff on a podcast when you're just looking things up and looking at pictures but when you're actually standing in a place that you've spoke about or you know about the history or the ghost stories it's just a really weird cool feeling. So at the start of the month I got a message from Lynn asking me if I would like to be a guest on one of their tours which as you can imagine I was obviously very excited about It's been something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time but with Covid and all that kind of stuff it's been really hard to travel and therefore hard to go and do these kinds of things. I had a quick look on their website and the tour that I picked was the tour of Bannock Burn House. There was no specific reason why, it was just that it was the closest to me so it was the easiest to get to. And I actually had never heard of this place before so I thought that it would be really interesting to learn about a new place from somebody else. Now I'm not going to tell you too much about the stories um, and the different types of things that have happened in this place because that would just completely defeat the purpose of you taking the tour. But I will give you just like a little bit of brief information on the house, uh, a wee bit about the history and then I would like to just kind of talk about my experience and my thoughts of the tour. So this episode is going to be more of a conversation 
Um, I'm just kind of kind of tell you, go, just go through the night and tell you what happened. Um, I don't really have a script in front of me. So again, if that's not something that you're interested in, then click off, go to another episode or just keep a wee eye out for the next one. So Bannockburn House itself is located in Stirling. And like I said before, I actually had no idea that this place even existed, even though I've passed by it like a hundred times in the car. I've never heard its name. I've never really seen stories about it which is a bit odd uh, considering I've got a list as long as my arm of places to cover. It's also hard to spot if you don't know it's there so it's kind of like a quick cut off of the main road and then you have to kind of drive up this kind of dirt road and then into the property. So it is kind of it is easy to miss if you don't know it's there. Now the house itself dates back to the 17th century and has for the most part remained the same with the exception of a Victorian extension. would also like to say I keep saying house and it's called Bannockburn House, but it is not probably what you're picturing in your head. It is huge. It's more like a manor or a mansion. It's really, really big. The grounds are around 25 acres where there are gardens, woodlands, fields, fountains, and just like so many other wonderful things. Unlike most of the places that I tend to talk about on here in terms of castles and manors and all that kind of stuff, most of those places uh, are owned by the National Trust of Scotland, but Bannockburn House is not one of them. In 2016, the house went up for sale by the owner at the time, Peter Drake, and a fund was set up by the local community to purchase it, which I personally think is wonderful, and I feel like a lot more places should, should try and do things like this. Um, because many places, just like Bannockburn House, they're either demolished or they're just left to rot instead of people trying to like restore them, keep the history alive. It's pretty sad when you see an old building be knocked down to just kind of build an apartment building on top of it. With the help of volunteers, community members and donations, the trust was eventually able to buy the house and is now currently owned by the community of Bannockburn. In terms of aesthetic, weight looks, all that kind of stuff, it is absolutely beautiful inside and out. It is very much my dream home, very Adams family vibes in the best possible way. The ceilings in this place, they are so intricate and stunning. I was so jealous that my little house in the East End doesn't have them, but I think it would look a bit odd uh, if I was just to install this uh, grand ceiling in my living room. But they are absolutely gorgeous. Now everything done here is done by volunteers. All the events that take place are run and organised by volunteers who obviously have a lot of love for this place because why else would you give up so much of your time? So I would like to just urge you to bring awareness to this place as much as you possibly can. Go away from here, look it up, kind of check it out and just try it and just try and bring awareness to it in any possible way that you can. Word of mouth, sharing it on social media all that kind of stuff. If you check out their website, which will also be linked in the description, you can find when events are taking place there. Um, they also do, uh, the house, it's the people that own the house, they do like their own separate thing from the tour company. They have, um, they also do tours which are a bit more history based than ghost stories, a bit more history based than paranormal or ghost stories or anything like that. Uh, they do afternoon teas, uh, they do shows, they do a whole load of things there so if you could go show them some support in any way possible it would be massively appreciated they also host like weddings and stuff there as well so if you're in that area or you're here in scotland and you're looking for somewhere that is quite grand looking or anything like that then please give this place a wee check please give this place a wee look now back 
to the tour and my experiences. So I'm kind of just going to start for the start, walk you through what happened. Um, yeah, and we'll just do that. So I drove up to the house with my cousin. Um, it was about a 20 minute drive from where we are in the city. We drove through the gates and drove up the driveway towards it. And when we were driving up towards it, we were just in absolute awe of the building and how big it was. I've never been somewhere like this before. Like, I've never been to stately homes or anything anything like that for weddings or anything. So we were kind of just staring at it for about five minutes before we actually decided to get out of the car. Now, I must admit, I was a wee bit nervous. I've never done anything like this before, which is actually quite shocking considering... Like, I love all things horror, paranormal, all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, I've never done anything like this. I've been to, like, Edinburgh Dungeons and all that kind of stuff. But I've never been on, like, a tour where it's... I'm not going to use the word serious because it's not serious. There was We had a lot of laughs and stuff. But it's, um, it's very real, is what I would say. So yeah, this was my first time doing something like this. But like I said before, as soon as I walked through the door, Lynn and Gary made me feel so welcome. And they just said hello, uh, welcomed me to the group that was already there. And they just made me feel at ease. They made me feel really comfortable. So that was good. There was a small group of people there, uh, like I just said. But Gary took myself and Mark from Fourth Valley Radio around the building separately. Uh, before the tour just to kind of give us a wee bit more information on the different rooms and some of the history and we got the chance to ask Gary some questions and take some pictures which are up on my Instagram right now. They're not like mind-blowing photos or anything like that, they're just like wee snippets of things that I just thought looked cool so I took some photos. We then headed back to the main hall where Lynn did a small protection ritual with, with us all just in case there were any little nasties lurking around the place and then we just headed off on the tour so we were just taking around the building showing all the different rooms um every room they went into gary would tell us the history and of course some spooky tales which i am not going to tell you because one gary can do a way better job than i can and two i would like you to go take the tour because it will not disappoint and yeah so we just went around the house we just kind of went in every room we also had some equipment with us we had an emf detector um, and Lynn would do a bit of calling out to uh, any of the spirits that were there. So it was a really nice, immersive experience. Now, during the tour, me and my cousin did actually experience some things which I would be inclined to say are paranormal or unexplained. Uh, and I'm kind of just going to go through them with you now. Yeah, my cousin's just like me. She's a very open book. She's very open-minded. She went there, like, fully invested. Like, I was so... I was kind of blown away at how she kind of just took it all on her stride. She was taking loads of pictures, loads of videos. She was asking loads of questions. So yeah, she's probably a lot more talkative than I was. <laughs> but yeah, she loved it too. Like I said before, myself and Mark uh, were taken around the building just before the tour, just to kind of give us a wee bit of a, a vibe for the house. For the most part, it was a pretty pleasant atmosphere in all of the rooms. There was nothing really off-putting or bad that I felt. But there was this one room in particular, which I think is actually just called the wee room. I'm really sorry if it's not. Um, but as soon as I stepped into this room, I mean, legit, as soon as my foot crossed the doorway, I just had this horrible, heavy, negative feeling come over me. Uh, like something really bad was in that room or something really bad had happened in that room. I actually don't know. I just felt really groggy and it was it wasn't nice so when we actually took the tour 
and Gary was telling us a few stories about the spirits in that room and stuff like that. He mentioned that the spirit in that room actually is a man or they believe it to be male and he isn't too keen on women. So that kind of explains the bad vibes that I was getting, I suppose. And when we were in that room as well, my cousin was standing at the far corner and she kind of just seemed a bit, I don't know, out of sorts. So I kind of asked her if she was okay. And she said that she felt as if somebody was touching her hair, but she didn't know if it was just like a draft or like something like that. But she definitely said that she felt that somebody was kind of putting their fingers through her hair, which I just don't like the feeling. I don't like it where there's a male spirit who doesn't particularly like females and she's feeling someone put their fingers through her hair. Nah, bad vibes, don't like it. I also had an experience in one of the rooms upstairs um, I don't know if it was paranormal, I don't know if you could say that, but it's never happened to me before and I don't know, I just had a weird, it was just really weird. So we were in this room um, where children are said to be, like the spirits of children, and uh, Gary was playing nursery rhymes and stuff, we had toys and we were kind of just trying to engage the spirits of these children in this place. And I was just standing and I don't know why, but I just felt very... Like I had bad anxiety, like when you have an anxiety attack and you start to shake and you get sweaty. I started to just feel like that, like really shaky, really, I don't know, like really warm. And then I just started to get this pain, like in the right side of my rib cage, just like under my rib. I had this like really sharp stabbing pain and I kind of just didn't think anything of it, and, but it lasted for like five minutes and I kind of just was a bit shaken. I could, and again, my cousin kind of noticed me a bit shaking and came over and asked me if I was okay and I told her what I was feeling and she said, I think you should tell Gary and Lynn what you feel. So I told them what I felt um, and they asked if I was okay, if I needed to step out, but I was absolutely fine. It literally just lifted, disappeared, went away. So I don't know what that's about, but it was super weird. I've never felt anything like that before. I might have just had the stitch from walking up all the stairs. Who knows? But it's just odd and I thought I would mention it. Now, out in the main hall, there's like um, a balcony on the second floor, which you can see down onto the first floor. And if you've looked at any of the pictures uh, on my Instagram or on the tour company's Instagram, you'll see the balcony that I'm talking about. So it's kind of just this balcony that runs around the room. But we were all on the balcony um, and we were just listening to Gary talking and telling his stories, history, all that kind of stuff. But on the first floor, it was very, very dark uh, to the point where we were really unable to see anything on the first floor, except from a few windows that had like, a bit of light coming through and were casting shadows and stuff. But it was, for the most part, pitch black. So, yeah, me and my cousin were... My cousin and I were standing at the very far left corner and with one of the volunteers was standing beside us. And for some reason, we just were drawn to the left side to the bottom left of the first floor uh we couldn't see anything specifically like we couldn't see a figure or anything like that but the both of us were kind of doing that thing where both our heads were moving at the exact same time to the same spot and then the volunteer asked uh he was just asking us like are you okay like can you see something and the both of us were kind of like we don't know like we feel like we can see something out of the corner of our eye in that left hand corner um, but we can't actually see anything. But it was just like out the corner of your eye, we kept seeing something. So we kind of just had tried to have a look. Um, still, it wasn't like we could see a figure or anything like that. Lynn snapped a few photos 
which she has sent to me and there is a figure in the doorway that is next to uh, the corner that we were seeing this movement. So if you'd like to see that photo then message me or email me and I'll send it to you. I don't really want to put it up there because I really just can't be arsed with people saying oh that's not a figure, that's this, that's that. I really just, I'm, I really don't have the time for it. So to me it looks like a person standing in the doorway so that's where it is. Once we kind of calmed down and just continued to continued with the, the tour and we kind of just tried to ignore the what we were seeing we started to hear this scuffling sound like somebody walking into the room below us but we couldn't we, we, like I said it was pitch black we couldn't see but I then heard what sounded to me like leather like you know when you sit on leather or you're wearing leather trousers or you're wearing like dot martens that are leather they make that squeaking noise like if you sit down or whatever it is I heard that noise and I had no idea why or what it was or anything like that. But once I heard that noise, everything kind of stopped and that was fine. And this was kind of like the last room of the tour. So once we were done on the balcony, we went down to the first floor just to have a look, see if, I don't know, just kind of have a wee glance before we went down into the cellar. And when we went down to the first floor and turned the lights on, we noticed that in the left corner where we were seeing all that movement and hearing those noises, there was a leather armchair. Like, you know how those leather armchairs that have got the big long backs? There was one of them sitting in the corner of the room. So I was absolutely convinced that I had heard somebody walk into the room and sit down on the leather chair. But there was there was nobody there. And then when Lynn sent me those photographs, it kind of just confirmed to me in my head that what I was hearing and what I was seeing was actually there. And it wasn't just my eyes playing tricks on me because that kind of happened quite a lot on the tour as well. Like me and my cousin would walk into our room and we would kind of just like point our, um, you're given candles to walk around the, the tour with to kind of create an atmosphere and so you can see because it's very, very dark at night. They're not real candles, they're like those uh, electric ones. We kind of were like shining them like torches into corners because we just felt like our eyes were playing tricks on us, which your eyes do do when you're in dark. Like your eyes will create figures and stuff like that out of nothing. So we were kind of using, we kind of felt like we were in Scooby-Doo. We were walking around with these candles, pointing them like torches. Um, yeah, yeah. seeing that figure in that photograph kind of confirmed to me that what I seen and what I heard was actually there and it wasn't just my eyes. So those are kind of the big things that happened that are notable to me, like my personal experiences, but there were other things that kind of happened that were a wee bit more minor, um, such as there were loads of noises. I heard two men, uh, when we were on the second floor, we were just kind of listening to Gary speaking and I could hear a conversation taking place. I don't know if it was in the corridor outside or a couple of rooms away but I heard two men having a conversation uh, which Lynn also heard. There were a few knocks in various rooms and the sounds of doors closing on their own and it's a very old building so the doors are very heavy so it's very noticeable when it does happen you you hear it and all of this stuff that happened, uh, noises, all that kind of stuff, all of it is unexplainable, we can't explain it. And I'd just like to say that there is absolutely nobody in this building except you, the people that you're on your tour with and the guide. There is literally nobody else. So if you're hearing something like two rooms away, you were either being robbed or there is some sort of ghost in there that's just having a party. So another thing that I would like to mention and make very clear, this tour is a very real tour. The things that you experience are real, the stories are real, Neither Lynn nor Gary told us about anyone else's uh, 
paranormal experiences or unexplained experiences until they let everyone kind of get the feel of the place and hear the history. So it's not like you're walking around with these things in your head and then you're kind of just like making things up or you're hearing things and you're you're kind of manifesting it, if you will. There are no... um, there are no gimmicks or scares, it is just storytelling at its best and whatever you experience is genuine and you're encouraged to tell the group if something happens while it happens so you don't feel embarrassed or you don't feel like you hear something and you feel like you're just being overly, I don't know, overly paranoid. So everybody just kind of shares what they hear, everybody's, it's very, um, it's very positive I feel like there's a time and a place for scare actors and like cheap scares and all that kind of stuff. Like the dungeons, Edinburgh dungeons and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's kind of where these things should be used. Um, I think that if you use those kind of tactics on tours like this, it kind of just takes away from the authenticity, if that makes sense. Because if something like that happens or somebody jumps out at you or you catch someone making a noise, it just then makes you think that everything that happens is fake, even if you are having like a genuine experience. And although I do believe in the paranormal, I'm not an idiot. If I think that something is fake or bullshit, I will just come out and say it. But this, but honestly, this tour could not be further from that. I had a great time. I had a great experience. I walked away with a few stories. And you know me, I love a good story. Gary is fantastic at what he does. So I was just felt amazing just standing listening to somebody else for a change talking about all this kind of stuff um I don't mean to expose anyone or anything like that but I took a trip to Edinburgh vaults which is a extremely haunted underground tunnel system in Edinburgh they do tours there as well yeah this to be fair though this was quite a while ago so I don't know if they still kind of do things like this when you go down there and you start to hear about the history and the ghost stories you do start to get a wee bit uneasy you get a wee bit creeped out you're a wee bit on edge it is a very scary environment as well to be underground so yeah when I took this tour there was a certain part of the tour where they kind of told you this story to get everybody on edge, high anxiety, that kind of thing. And then they had a scare actor come in and jump out and scare everybody. And at the time it's funny and it's like, oh, that was really funny and it kind of just eases the mood a wee bit. But then it kind of makes you think that everything you've just seen or heard or whatever it is, is fake. Like it's all fake and I don't personally like that. Um, I like to have genuine experiences. I like to tell stories. So I like to gather stories. So no shade to Edinburgh Vaults. I will be coming back because I absolutely loved it. But that kind of put me off because I just then thought that everything was fake. But what more can I say? I had a fantastic time. So did my cousin. She absolutely loved it. The people we met are also lovely and made it even better with the banter and the jokes. The tour guides Gary and Lynn were so welcoming and warm. They put you at ease from the minute you walk through the door and they really strive to make sure that everybody has a good time and is safe while doing so. Which I think is also mega important when you're doing things that involve the paranormal. Like, I get that some people don't believe in ghosts, but sometimes there is like bad vibes, there's bad in spirits there's bad things there so the fact that Lynn took the time to make sure that we all felt safe and do our little protection thing that meant a lot to me I learned so much about this place from Gary's stories and knowledge of history so overall it was an amazing experience and I'm so beyond grateful to both Gary and Lynn for allowing me to come along as a guest and I hope that I do get to do more uh, in the future with them Uh, maybe even see a ghost I've said it once and I'll say it again I feel like storytelling is long gone. Nobody tells stories anymore. 
know they tell stories to their kids so this is something that I'm super passionate about and I have a lot of time and a lot of love for storytelling um so yeah even if it's not this tour but like go out and find tours in your area learn about your area learn about the history learn about the ghost stories if that's what you're into but yes people everything is linked in the description Book a tour and let me know what ones and if you've already taken one, get in touch, let me know your experiences. That is all I have for you today but keep an eye out for the second episode later in the week which will be a bit more in line with normal programming. That's all from me. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye.